Profile on Praise Junction. Listen. This is my story. Real people, real stories. Real God, real change. This is my story. This is Profile on the Praise Junction Show. You are on Praise Junction at Top FM. Listen and leave. Good afternoon and thank you for keeping it right here. It's a joy to be with you this Wednesday as I host Reverend Judy Mbugu, our guest today on Profile. And I can see your questions and comments coming through the SMS line 20933. That is 20933. And also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Top FM Live. We'll be sampling them in this hour. Keep them coming and thank you for your company. Well, Welcome back, Reverend Judy. Thank you. So we stopped at that point where you, you wrote to your husband, told him I'm born again, I'm not going back. So he said it's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't tell anyone. Yes. So he came back home later. Mm-hmm. You had to meet him face to face. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what yes. was the talk? Uh, when he came back later, that was not even an issue. You know, Right from day one, even when we met, yes. I wanted to understand something else about salvation and uh, Christianity then. Yes. And even now, some people get confused. If you are not from any other religion, you are a Christian and you go to church. So you consider yourself a Christian. And because he was a Christian, we still used to pray together. Ah. All that was not there was that none of us had confessed Christ as personal Savior, and that is the step that I took. Mm -hmm. And that is the step that was perceived to be almost radical then. But everybody was a Christian. Everybody was a Christian. I mean, (laughs) everybody. Mm -hmm. Even now, most people say they are Christians, but they still do their thing. So when he came, we continued and continued to go to church, and... uh, he, he never raised it as an issue. Mm. And before I come out of that topic, I want to say that God is faithful. Yes. God who caused me to follow and walk with my grandmother and follow her steps allowed me to see her children that she was praying for born again, all of them, yeah. six daughters and a son. Yeah. And one of the daughters was my mother. Oh. All right. Now, uh, I also started to pray for my children. And as uh, we talk today, by the grace of God, I have five adult children, and they all love the Lord. One of them is Robert, who shares on uh, this platform every Sunday morning. And uh, all of them, all of them, Mm -hmm. two of my daughters are serving with me. Esther and Jerry are serving with me in home care. Uh, Alex and Kahara are are doing ministry in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank God because God is faithful and he answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. What did not happen immediately and what I want to mention because I know there is someone there uh, listening to this program and thinking it was all Ose. My husband did not make that confession of Christ immediately. Mm -hmm. He later did. Yes. But not the next year, <laughs> not the next 15, no. not, ne- ne- not the next 20, after 28 years of prayer. Wow. And this is another area of encouragement that I like to give young couples, especially young couples that are uh, listening to this program. Yes. 
or even um, older couples that God is never late. Mm. He has a fullness of time. And at the fullness of time, which was my husband's fullness of time, yes. he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Today, we serve God together. Amen. We pray together. Yes. We, we, we are just grateful. Mm. But Going back to what I was telling you about the women that are working with me in the yes. ministry, <laughs> that if you have money, just go. Mm. If that was what has happened, can you see how many other lives I would have destroyed? Mm. So I want to say to one person or many mm. that are listening to us today, be patient. Be patient. And don't go with the crowds. Don't go with the majority. Go with the word of God. Yeah. The word of God tells us to pray without ceasing. And so God gave me the grace. Uh, I was not a champion in that area. But again, God set my grandmother yes. as my role model. Because I could say, if my grandmother prayed, and my grandmother suffered the way she did, I'm not suffering. Mm -mm. I'm not suffering. There are a few things that I missed. For example, right yes. here in this church, because I've been in Sitam for many, many years, mm -hmm. about 45 years or so, going, going 50 years yeah. since I came to Sitam. Yeah. Uh, in the church, the pastors would be announcing, we have a fellowship for couples. I would want my husband to come and we go together. Yes. And he did not feel that he wanted to come for that. Mm -hmm. So at, at, um, at those times, I would feel I'm nearly missing yeah. Company. Yes. But then, that was not as bad as those women who have lost their husbands completely. So there is always compensation. If you choose to be positive, mm. but if you choose to be negative, you always find something that is uh, not working. Yeah. And so I hope in those many words, I've answered your question. When he came home, what mm. happened? Mm. When he came home, we continued. Yeah, so I continued praying for him mm. to make that decision. Yes. But we continued as a couple and we continued going to church together yes. whenever he would come home. Yes. Later he was transferred and he came home. And so we continued until the day he made a decision for himself, mm. which again was not uh, just just automatic. It was mm. not just like that. The Lord spoke and gave a prophetic word yes. that I continue to serve the Lord because at this point I had started a prayer mobilization, yes. prayer movement, which now we call home care. Because when I did not get company in the church, because I wouldn't join uh, couples. No. Then the next announcement was for singles. <laughs> I wasn't single. <laughs> then they said for widows. You I wasn't can't. a widow. Yeah. Then one day, right here, yes, in this valley road, I said, Lord, where do I fit in? Yeah. And the Lord said, it's not time for pity party. Start something for your group. And out of the same congregation, I was able to invite about 20 women to come to my home in Kabete. Mm. And we said we are going to pray on a Saturday, so Sunday we are back to church. And we don't want to interrupt with any of the church program. And I'm speaking to somebody right now that don't allow yourself pity party. Mm -mm. If you find things are not working the way you want them to work, ask God, 
what would you have me do yeah. in this situation? Because I said, God, I'm not fitting in any of these programs that the pastors are announcing. Yeah. Now, I joke with the pastors. Now I tell them, do you realize that there are people who would feel left out? True. I used to feel left out for more than two years until the Lord told me, start something. Yeah. And so I'm, uh, I thank God because as the ministry grows and as the sitam uh, and other ministries grow, uh, pastors also get more understanding of all the different groups that they need to incorporate in. Mm. But at that point, I, I was feeling left out. Okay. But thank God because, again, I have realized that our disappointments can always become appointments with God. Yes. That which was supposed to be a disappointment caused me to start the prayer me- meeting. Mm-hmm. We started with 20 women. Yes. We said, let's meet the next week, week the next month, mm-hmm. in a different home. And all Would that you, you have a common goal. Now we have a common goal. Yeah. Prayer for our families, yes. especially the husbands. husbands. Do you know, one by one, one by one, they started getting saved. And 15 years later, mine had not confessed. And so I was beginning to feel a bit low. Yeah. And someone said, um, I was preaching in Meririki, and God gave a prophetic word and said, Tell Judy, I have raised her as a woman in Africa, mm. not Kenya, mm-hmm. Africa, yeah. to share the word. And I will use her, and I will show that I can use a woman, and then I will save her husband. But I want, I've raised her as my guinea pig for my testimony. It was not easy. That is tough. It was not easy, but it worked. And I look back with a lot of praise to God, because at the fullness of time, 28 years later, when God had called my husband and protected him, the enemy wanted to take him before uh, premature, with a premature death, the two major car accidents that were very bad, and one plane crash. Oh, no. Plane oh. crash. Oh. And all the seven uh, passengers were saved. And when he came home and told me all that happened, I knew that the prophetic word that I had been told, your husband will never die before he has accepted the Lord. So I was preaching with a lot of peace, just waiting for the day, just waiting for the confession. And today, that day has come. So our listener, whoever may be listening to us, it may not even just be just salvation. It may be even healing. Mm. Because there could be a woman listening yes. to us and says, uh-huh. or her husband too, saying, or husband. my spouse, I've mm-hmm. been trusting God for a long time and mm-hmm. it's not happening, I'm yeah. giving up. Yes, or waiting for a child. Yes. There are many barren women that are sitting there and saying, if it doesn't happen, mm. don't give God quotations. Mm. Continue with life and say, God, give me the grace one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Yes. That's all I'm asking of you. Yeah. Ask him to give you this day. And give you grace for this day. Mm. Tomorrow, there will be fresh grace. And within no time, you realize that by his grace, by his grace alone, Mm. you have hit so many years. And at the fullness of his time, Galatians 4.4, God will do it. Because God is faithful. Let every man be a liar. But God is faithful. Mm. So, here I am, testifying, mm. yes. having been told, never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's listening. Yes. Yeah, he's listening. Hello, Mr. Yes. Bugo, we salute yes. you, sir. So, yeah. Amen. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
So talk about And my husband, thank you that I can talk about our t- my testimony now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, mm. amen. Mm. So introduces to home care mm-hmm. fellowship yeah. we know we run a program here every sunday mm-hmm. uh from 7:30 to 8 mm-hmm. and of course you've said you you began home care fellowship to cater for women you know who are yeah. going through a need you had by then yes. so tell us how, how far has it gone what milestones have you home covered? care uh has become a, uh, a product of what only god can do because yeah. when we started, as I said, we were starting to pray for our families, and we didn't have a place. So we, when we were more than 200 women, we could not fit in any home. So we started going to halls, and we went to All Saints Cathedral Hall for quite a while. We even tried here, and we numbers shot up to over 500. And so we realized, no, we can't continue like this, and we believed God to give us money uh, to buy a property, and through fundraisings and guests and whatever, we were able to raise enough money to buy a property right here on Cabernet Gardens. And when we came there, we realized again, this is another God thing. Yes. Because the Bible says, um, um, Psalms 24 verse 1, the earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell therein, immediately we got there, women with HIV started to come. HIV AIDS, looking for money, looking for help, looking for clothing. And we didn't have much, but whatever we had, we gave them. And we got to know a few of them, particularly, I remember four of them, and two in particular. This one was called Margaret, and she got very sick, and she was in hospital. And she sent word, and she said, ask Judy, when I die, for her to buy me a coffin, I don't want to be thrown into the grave wrapped with polythene papers the way they used to do for HIV people. I was so touched. I bought that woman a coffin and a white dress, and she got a beautiful burial. But I said, Lord, is there anything else you could have done to prevent this death? And something in me said, yes, you could help them with food. Even if they are going to die, they will die at least not hungry and sick. So we started a feeding program. And I told the women, I know we are needy. I know we are coming to pray because we ourselves are needy. But every time you are coming, would you come with a kilo of sugar? Even half. Even half majani. Half loaf of bread. And if you have enough, would you come with more? Let's feed these women. So time will not allow to tell you how we started the feeding program with very little. And those women started to change. They stopped dying except for those four. It took more than 10 years before the next one or two died because they got healthy. Mm. And so uh, as they got healthier, then uh, one day I was told, you know, these women, we are cooking for them and they're hiding the food. I was so touched and upset. And I said, why are you hiding the food? The food is yours. Uh, Why are you hiding it? Eat it. You need to be healthy. And they said, Reverend, which woman would be eating this kind of food? Because we made sure we are giving them a diet, uh, um, a a very properly prepared kind of food with protein and Mm -hmm. everything and lots of food. I mean, mean, uh, milk. We would even allow them to have milk, would allow them to have beef, would allow them to have chicken. Mm -hmm. Balanced diet. That's what I'm trying to say. And so they said, uh, what woman would eat this kind of food when the children have not eaten for a long time? 
one child said, uh, when we asked, what did you eat? And she said, mom said, the meal last night was either hot water or cold water. Oh. When you hear those stories, oh. we couldn't take it in. So we said, okay, don't hide the food. Mm. You eat yours, we'll start feeding the children. We started with their own children who at that point was 71. Mm. Today we are feeding 600 children in oh, Kibera. Amen. Don't ask me how, because we do it every Saturday. <laughs> and God is faithful. If we are faithful and willing to serve God, God will provide. Amen. God has been giving us. Some people come and just drop an envelope in home care and mm. go. Some people come and drop food and we have been able to feed those children. Then one day, I looked at those children and I said, you know what? We are feeding these children and they may likely to be healthy, yeah. but become robbers or, mm. because they are not getting education. We started taking them to school. Yeah. Today, we are taking 180 of them to school. Oh, we have a full fresh God. department in home care called uh, OVC, Orphaned and Vulnerable Children Department. Yeah. And we have 180 going to school. Last year we had nine go to uh, uh, university, oh. passing with B plus, Amen. B minus, B. Previous year, previous year we yes. had our first um, student who did law. He's called Nehemiah. Mm. Qualify today. Nehemiah is a lawyer. Still yeah. living in Kibera six by six. Yes. But he says he wants to stay there and fight for his people and help them the way home care helped them. Yeah. So each one of them is a story. So the story of home care now has become a full fledged ministry. Yes. We have OVC, Orphaned and Vulnerable Department. And then we have the women with HIV AIDS. It is still continuous. We take uh, 30 of those women, feed them until they are strong. The first year, you just feed them with the word and food. Yes. When they are strong and their minds are able to take in, we start sharing the gospel. Mm. By the third year, we start teaching them skills. Yes. And then by the fourth year, we graduate them. We have graduated uh, like over 50 women now. Mm. And we currently have about 30. Mm. Then we have a school for dressmaking. This is for dropouts who may not finish school for various reasons, uh, either pregnant, early marriage, no school fees. We train them for a whole year. And when they have finished and passed government trade test, yes. we give them the sewing machine that they have been practicing with. We say, go start your own business. Mm. You are not a job seeker. <laughs> we have not trained you to be a job seeker. No. We have tra trained you to be a job maker. Mm. Go and make business for yourself and help others. We have given over 100 machines. Mm. God has been faithful again in this area. Yes. And so we have about this this class right now this year we have about 38 of them and that's where i told you two of my daughters are helping me there yeah. and then uh, we have the media where we are sharing the word of god yeah. because our three pillars is family which is uppermost yeah. and that's why our programs are called families under god yeah. and we share the uh, the word of god and robert has been sharing here on hope fm Every Sunday, 7.30 uh, to 8. 8. Yes. And that program has become 
beneficial to so many True. people, yeah. especially intellectual uh, brains who don't usually have time to go to church. Even many, many who don't go to church, many who go to church, thank God for them, yes. but many who don't go to church, they call him, they call me and say, we've been listening to your son. Mm. We've been, or they call him and say, we've been listening to you. So we are grateful to God. Amen. And uh, we, we also finally, uh, because we are a prayer ministry, trusted God for a retreat center, mm. a place of prayer. Yes. And God enabled us to get a, a property, uh, in Karen, uh, on your way to Resurrection Garden, just past African International University, and we have a beautiful retreat center that can take up to 50 people, wonderful gardens, beautifully furnished. I, I have traveled literally all over the world, and I know that our home care is one of the best. Yeah. It is literally <laughs> one of the best. Uh, whatever is like lacking in luxury, it is provided for in the prayer environment yeah. that is there. And we have made some gardens there that people can go mm. and pray. Mm. And for all this, anyone who would be wanting to to come, they can contact me uh, through home care. Mm. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just listening to, you know, the doings of God yes. in your life, starting, mm -hmm. you know, going through a challenge that began in marriage, you know, by you getting saved and all that, and God growing and telling you, start this, sort this need you have by starting this fellowship. Yes. And several years later, the Lord has expanded it to something big that is ministering to millions of people. Yes. And in it also, I, I, I got to learn that by God's grace, you know, at some point, I don't know if it's still on, you got a chance to to serve in the Pan-Africa Christian Women Alliance. Tell me about that. Yeah. When um, when I stopped working in the ministry, I went to work for an insurance company, and I did that for 12 years. Yes. While there, God called me to serve him full-time. This is the time now we were beginning to pray with the women at home. Mm. But I tried to look at ways how I could be able to support and supplement my husband's income and at the same time serve God. It was becoming impossible. And one day I was so frustrated and I said, Lord, I will serve you. Whatever you want me to say, to, to do, I will do. Yes. Whether you want me to work and I'm still saying I'm serving you, whether you want me to do this. Because after every meeting, women would flock in my insurance company office. They are wanting counseling. They are wanting prayer. And, and my bosses are saying, this is, this is business. This is industry. Yeah. This is not ministry. This is not church. Yeah. So it was becoming very, very difficult. But God opened a door through the late Dr. Tokubo Adiemo. They wanted to start a women department uh, for the Association of Evangelicals in Africa, mm. and they invited me to go and start that. Mm. Can you imagine how happy I was when that door opened? Yes. And by the grace of God, we were able then to bring together like 2,000 women mm. in 1989, uh, right here in KICC, yes. His Excellency the late President Moy came and opened that big Pan-African meeting and uh, I was appointed the Continental Director and for 21 years I served as Pan uh, the, the Continental Director of PAKWA, Pan-African Christian Women Alliance. Yeah. What were we to do? Yeah. 
almost the same thing that uh, home care was doing, but for the Pan-African, uh, the emphasis was on empowering the woman, mm. empowering the woman. Mm. And so we, we raised women in 30 African countries, and all of them, we were saying to the groups of PAKWA, look at the needs of a woman right from the grassroots. Help that woman at the grassroots. Let her know how, when she goes to sell a maize, how she can save a little of that money and then how she can buy better crop so that next year the harvest will be greater. Yeah. Take care of FGM. Let women stop going through FGM. Mm. And in this area, we got a, a video and that showed everything that takes place when a woman is going through FGM. Oh. And I remember we even had one that we took to the Maasai land because the Maasai that we were dealing with, uh, right in the interior at that time they were practicing it and they said no 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 this is our culture and I said let me show you what happens and you decide whether you want your daughters to continue like this mm -hmm. and so many of them said no 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 if that's what has been happening we don't want that to continue so we used that video and we spread it all over Africa I understand so many 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 areas mm -hmm. it was used and it helped a lot mm -hmm. then the third thing was evangelism yeah. we said women are not evangelists they really like to evangelize, but they are not well trained. So uh, we said Bible schools should give women opportunity. And many, many, many Bible schools uh, gave women the opportunity to study. And when they finished, to be ordained as ministers of the gospel mm -hmm. so that they can share what they had learned. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm hosting Reverend Judy Mbugwa, our guest today on Profile. Hi, Grace. Tell Reverend Judy Mbugwa that my late mother, who passed on in the year 2017, ensured we always went to Sunday school, and this led me to salvation in the year 1999, seven years after my wife, who passed on last year. She was a church elder since 2004. So, spouses, don't give up on praying for your partner's salvation. That is from Mashira. Amen. Amen. Uh, somebody writes and says, Reverend Judy Mbugwa, excellent guest. She manages to speak and inspire all age groups, young and old, as she has words of wisdom for each of us to tap from her. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. mm. This is says, Kimani from Mombasa says, I once listened to Reverend Judy's testimony about her addiction to this specific program, and it was quite a funny piece. God bless you, ma'am. And you know, I was just sharing with you off air and saying, I also listened to that sermon. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to ask it this way mm. without pointing fingers. Mm. <laughs> For couples who are married, you know, and they're struggling with addiction, mm. you know, it could be sexual addiction, mm. it could be addiction to TV, addiction mm. to sports, mm. addiction to soap operas, mm. and, and many things that literally shakes the marriage. Mm. What would be your word of counsel to them? 
I would like to say this about any addiction, because addiction is something that is being done excessively. And sometimes that addiction controls you instead of you controlling it. It depends on what level of that addiction you are in, because some, in some cases you may need some medical help or counselor's help. For example, if it is drug addiction, you may need medical help or you may need counseling. But if it is things like uh, watching television or even overeating, some people overeat Mm -hmm. and that's an addiction, then I believe that with counseling and um, I mean uh, making up your mind that you really want to change this thing and help from friends and counselors and family, it can be dealt with. So it is difficult because different people are at different levels. But depending on where you are, seek counsel, seek medical advice, or seek talk to your pastor and let the pastor help you. But Grace, you had also asked about the couples that are struggling. They love the Lord, but they are struggling. Mm. And one of the things that I have found helping me even at this rate age and that I have shared with people and they have been blessed is a passage that comes from Leviticus chapter 6 and verse uh, verse 8 to 13. We don't have time to read. And this uh, this passage tells uh, the Levites some of the things that they have to do to keep their fire burning. And if you want the fire of your marriage to keep burning, there are some things that they have been told, the Levites were told to do for the fire of the temple to keep burning, and they have found them relevant in our marriage fires. Mm-hmm. Number one, they were told to remove the ashes. Mm-hmm. Remove the ashes. And we know that when ashes pile, the, the, your fire cannot continue. Even in a home situation, Oshago situation, yeah. when you put firewood, fire with wood, and they pile, and you're not removing the ashes, you cannot continue having your fire yeah, yeah. growing. So True. remove the ashes. Mm-hmm. If you are there and you're one of them, remove the ashes. What are those ashes? Ashes of anger, mm-hmm. ashes of, of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. ashes of quoting the past, the past, the past, and never the future. Mm-hmm. Ashes of not appreciating each other. Remove. And then secondly, daily. They were to remove the ashes daily. Some of us, we wait until the ashes are yearly. So by that time, we have become so bitter, so upset with each other. So that is the first thing that they were told. And then when you remove, if you leave your fireplace to know, uh, firewood, then again there will be no fire. So remove the ashes but add firewood. And this firewood, I keep saying, is firewood of uh, appreciating each other. Yes. Let your wife know. Let your husband know. I never allow myself, uh, my husband, peace until he tells me I'm smart. I'm smart. I keep going around, around him, around him, around him until he's. What's the problem? I say there is no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting for the affirmation. Yeah. And he knows now that I really like that. And when mm. he says you're okay, I can go. When he says I'm not okay, I change. If it mm. is a dress, I go and change. Mm. So. 
uh, keep adding firewood. And this, this may look simplistic, mm -hmm. but take those two things, remove the ashes, the things that you are struggling with, whether it is the addiction, sit down and say, what is it? Is it my mm -hmm. kumkumbagia? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> say, no, 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 we are going to remove this program. Mm -hmm. We agree that this is what is uh, bringing trouble in our family. Yeah. And then instead of it, we are not going to leave a vacuum. What are we going to add? Yeah. We are going to add time of sharing with each other, time of praying with each other, time of just sitting there and holding hands. Yeah. You may be old, your stories are finished. <laughs> <laughs> So just hold hands. Yeah. Just sit there and hold hands. Yes. You're 60, you've been 60, married 60 years. Mm -hmm. Just hold hands and mm -hmm. sit there. Mm -hmm. Or 70 years. Don't, yes. ju don't just do nothing. Uh, because uh, nature devised vacuums. Yes. So do something. Mm -hmm. And with that, and obviously with the prayer, mm -hmm. God will do it for us. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Amen. Remove ashes. Add firewood. Yes. Ah, yeah. mm -hmm. Reverend uh, Evangelist Lucy Wang Gunjiri listening in and saying, Praise God, the living God of the fame. Great mentorship and testimony from my mama, Reverend Judy Mbugwa. God bless you, mom. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Let me just respond and say, Lucy, you are such a blessing. I'm so proud to be your mother. And may God bless you and continue to be a blessing. You are a blessing to me too. God bless. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, Emmanuel writing in saying, I want to get saved and give my life to Christ. We say amen to that. Reverend Judy will be praying for us in a short while as we wait for you also to write in. Thanks, Reverend Judy, for the beautiful testimony. I admire your stand in Christ. I got born again while in Form 1. My mom disputed it because, but I decided to stand firm and indeed Christ fought for me today. My mom and all my siblings testify of my salvation. I feel humbled and much honored by God and I always give him the glory because it's not I but Christ who lives in me. Thank you for writing in. Somebody else saying, uh, I am encouraged by the testimony that is Irene from Rongai. I love the Lord and I desire a chance to serve him. But the husband I love so much can't allow me even to go for a meeting. When I, when will I serve God? It's like he is ashamed of salvation. 15 years in marriage and blessed with children. Please, mom, advice. Thank you. Let me start with the last one. Yes. Uh, Sometimes our idea of serving God is misguided. You can serve God right there in your home. If your husband, if you're saying your husband doesn't want you to go, just serve God right there in at your home and do it with a lot of joy. Choose to take a ministry of prayer. Choose to pray for children. Just decide by the grace of God, I'll be praying for children, not just mine, but the ministry of children, the lost children, the vulnerable children. I'll be doing this for whatever minutes. Or pray for widows right there. You're not going to leave home. And by the time your husband comes home, don't be groomy. Don't be upset that he has stopped you from ministry. You've been doing ministry the whole day. And so you are happy because you are serving God. So that's why I said we are misguided. Unless I go out and preach, I don't think that I am... Uh, I am doing service. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We are doing service. Mm -hmm. I also want to say, look for a mentor. Look for somebody who can pray with you and partner with you. Uh, as I talk, as we have just greeted uh, Russo Angujiri, yes. you know, I'm mentoring uh, 
um, intentionally mm. another 12 pastors, women in the ministry, mm. and we have times together to pray together where I encourage them, tell them go, do this, and they ask questions, and they come and seek, and we share because the Bible says that iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. we sharpen each other. Yes. Look for a mentor. Don't be a lone ranger because the enemy will hit you when you are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for this other couple that is really, really struggling, I know it is not only one couple, you are only able to read about one couple, but yes. for all of you couples that are struggling, let me tell you, Jesus is for you. Jesus is on your side. Don't allow the struggle of this life, they will just come and go. The Bible says, and it came to pass. Yeah. Whatever it is that has come to your marriage, whether it is lack of money, whether it is sickness, whether it is misunderstanding, it came to pass. Yeah. One day you look for it and you will not find it mm-hmm. because it will have passed. And that happens when you continue con- continually uh, in prayer. Mm. And may God help you continue in prayer, continue trusting God because he is faithful. And we are going to pray even for those that are wanting to make a decision to be born again. Mm. Please don't hesitate. Call us. And even if you are not able to call within this time, continue to call Hope FM. Hope FM is there for you. Call and they will be guiding you and they will be helping you because that this is the sole purpose of this ministry mm-hmm. that people may know God and make him known. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to pray for you. And if you have not made that decision, even as we are praying, if you would pray the prayer that we are praying, the sinner's prayer, we will be able to pray with you. Finally, mm-hmm. for all the people that are asking for my books, my office is on Cabernet Gardens, and I did not even share that after we got the retreat center. The Lord enabled me to write a book on how Mm. God enabled us to get 50 million uh, to buy that property within a very short time. But Mm. the very day I saw the property, God gave me faith to believe for it. And the owner wanted a 5 million deposit. I didn't have a penny, but by 4 p.m., God had provided five million. I have written a book that is called Relentless Faith, Mm. a faith that does not give up. You can also get that kind of book, that book, not that kind of book, that book (laughs) from my office on Cabernet Gardens. And thank you so much. Amen. Mm. We have actually a minute. I would love you to pray for Emmanuel who wants to surrender his life uh, to Christ Mm -hmm. and also conclude in a minute, Reverend Karibu. Okay. Can we pray? Yes, please. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. It's only your spirit that convicts people. It's your spirit that has touched Emmanuel. And Emmanuel, wherever you are, would you pray this prayer after us? Lord Jesus, thank you that I've heard your word. Forgive my sins. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for doing it. And Emmanuel, I know you believe and that's why you called. And right now you are a child of God. And many others that would like to do like Emmanuel, just trust God and he will save you. And for all those with different struggles, may God bless you and we thank God for you because he is for you. He says, call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you do not 
not know. So, Father, we thank you for each caller. We thank you for those who are not even able to contact us, but they are calling you in their hearts. You are faithful to save, to keep, and to maintain. And for all that we have said today, Heavenly Father, I want to give you praise. May you receive all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.